On October 3rd, the Human Rights Foundation's community came together for the 2022 Oslo Freedom Forum in New York. Guests from all corners of the globe gathered at the historic Town Hall Theater to listen to the stories of brave activists and learn about today's most pressing human rights issues. Welcome to Dissidents and Dictators, a series of conversations by the Human Rights Foundation dedicated to exposing and challenging authoritarianism around the world. This episode was recorded during the 2022 Oslo Freedom Forum in New York, a global gathering of activists and dissidents united in standing up to tyranny. Since 2009, individuals have come from across the world to educate, share, and inspire at the Oslo Freedom Forum. You can watch this programming and more on the Oslo Freedom Forum YouTube or Facebook pages. Before the ascent of Lieutenant Colonel Hugo Chavez in 1999, Venezuela was among the most stable democracies in the Americas. Today, Venezuela is a bankrupt narco-state run by Chavez's hand-picked successor, Nicolás Maduro. Leopoldo López is one of Chavismo's bravest political opponents. In 2014, he was arrested on trumped-up charges for leading nationwide protests and was sentenced to nearly 14 years in prison. After a daring escape in 2020, he was reunited with his family in Spain, where he now lives in exile. Today, Leopoldo remains a leading voice calling for democracy in Venezuela. One of the ideas that we've heard, not in this conference, but elsewhere, is that autocracies are on the rise. It seems that more countries are becoming autocratic, and it's very clear that less countries are becoming democratic. In fact, we've been in a 16-year recession of democracy. We're back to the point of 1989. There is a recession in democracies and there is a rise in autocracy. And this, in a way, has to do with the fact that it has been mentioned in this conference as well, that autocracies are working together. Autocracies are supporting each other in many different ways. They support each other militarily. They support each other under their kleptocratic networks. They support each other in the way in which they communicate or in the way they contaminate social media and the conversation. They support each other diplomatically when they vote in the same way at the UN or in any other multilateral organization. They support each other with intelligence and they support each other when there is a moment of protest in any country that is striving for freedom to give them support. They send them soldiers, equipment, or even diplomatic support. On this side, what we have seen is that people want freedom and want democracy. Actually, in a recent global survey, it became clear that 80% of the people in the world want freedom and democracy. However, people are being less successful in reaching the transition to democracy. After the Berlin Wall, the success rate of protests that went out to the streets was above 60%. It was very high. It was a wave of democratization that was taking over the world. In fact, we are still under that paradigm, thinking that democracy is just going to knock the door of all of the countries in the world. 
and thinking that if we prepare civil society, democracy will knock on the door and it will come. And since civil society is already ready for that transition, transition will happen. During the 2010s, that rate of success was halved. So it was 30%. 10 years after today, the rate of success of protest and pro-democracy movements is 15%. So all of the protests that we have seen and we have heard from many of their protagonists, their leaders in this stage or in Oslo or elsewhere, from Zimbabwe, from Belarus, from Russia, from Iran, from Nicaragua, from Cuba, from Venezuela, from Cambodia, from Hong Kong. They have gone to the streets, not on the thousands, but on the tens of thousands and even in the hundreds of thousands and even in the millions. But unfortunately, we have heard a story of movements that have not been capable of transitioning to democracy. So we must ask what is happening. Why are not we transitioning to democracy? Why are we in a recession? Why are autocrats on taking the high end? Why are they taking more territory? There are different ways to explain this. Different ways to find an answer of why there is a recession in democracy. Certainly one is because democracy is underperforming. Certainly people are angry at not having results, but that's not the only reason. The other reason is that autocrats want to undermine the commitment to democracy and the hope for democracy. So on this side, if we are seeing that clear picture that there is no success rates and that there is some failure happening in terms of promoting transitions to democracy, we need to ask ourselves, what do we do? And I would like to share some of the ideas that are in a way a result of meeting a lot of the people from the Oslo Freedom Forum over the past year, year and a half, and even before, when I, before I went to prison and I was confined for seven years, I also had the opportunity to come here and to meet people. So the first commitment that we need is to build an alliance. And we're working on that. Last year, I had the opportunity to speak here at the Oslo Freedom Forum that took place in Florida. And we spoke about this idea. And many people came to speak to me afterwards. So we started conversations with people from all over the continents, all over the world, about how to build this alliance. And we have been thinking about ways to strengthen with an action-oriented agenda. What are things, concrete things, in which we can collaborate, in which you could collaborate, in which you or the movements, the countries, the organizations, or the companies in which you work or are affiliated could support? One is grassroots activism. We need to strengthen the capacity of people power in countries that are living under autocratic re regimes. We need to give them support. We need to give them the incentives. We need to articulate all of the means of training and give them the tools to organize effectively in the ground. There's many people who are experts in this and we can all learn from each other. We have been learning from each other. What happened in Hong Kong, what happened in Belarus, what happened in Venezuela, what is happening today in Iraq, what is happening today in Cuba can all be part of the improvement of grassroots activism. Second, Political Prisoners Alliance. We have heard in this stage today about political prisoners. And political prisoners is 
growing as we speak. In Iran, Masi was telling me that there are thousands more political prisoners. Carolina was telling me that there are hundreds more political prisoners in Cuba. So we need to create the capacity to see the big picture, to defend political prisoners everywhere. We heard Berta today talking about Felix, but that's one story of tens of thousands of stories of political prisoners that need to be part of what we defend. Third, we have heard as well that these networks of autocracies work with corruption. They are inherently corrupt. They are inherently kleptocratic. And one of the ways in which they take a hold to power is by creating a network of kleptocratic business relations. Many people today ask, after six months of the imposition of uh, sanctions to, you, to Russia because of the invasion of Ukraine, what happened to those sanctions? Well, one of the things is that autocrats work under an ecosystem of economic relations among them. And we have seen that in Venezuela, that received sanctions in 2019. And the way to go around those sanctions was by aligning themselves with Iran, with China, with Russia, and with other autocratic countries. So the fact that this, anti uh, this corruption network exists needs to be unveiled and it needs to be sanctioned. Another area that we need to collaborate, and we're already doing so, and thanks to the Human Rights Foundation, we have been doing in a very effective way, is thinking about technology and freedom. And technology can give the possibility to support movements inside. Alex was just talking about Bitcoin, about cryptocurrency, about innovations in tech and finance that can give without the barriers of the autocratic regimes direct support to movements in places where there are limits to the way in which they can finance. But there needs to be the capacity to see those opportunities, and we are working on that. And of course, global advocacy, to bring together all of the voices under one voice. So my call to you, to all of us, is that we continue to give the importance of building a network. We have heard stories, compelling stories, stories that made us cry today, stories that made us think about how privileged we are now sitting here in a free country. We have heard stories about strife and about despair, but we want to tell a story of victory. We want to be a part of a story about freedom. We want to be part of a story that is not the story of the victims, although we have been victims. We want to tell the story of those who are victors, not victims, of the story of those who become the, the open gators of freedom for all of our countries. And that's what we are doing. And I can tell you that that network is being articulated, that we are working amongst ourselves. And we ask you to be part of your own network, to think of this not just of what is happening today in the world and to get sad about it, but to be engaging in the possibilities to promote change, to engage directly with activists under autocratic regimes, to communicate effectively, to think in ways that technology can help, to think in ways new resources can help. And that's the only way we can win this fight. There is not one person, there is not one movement, there is not one country, there is not one company that can be successful in bringing about freedom. 
it's only about the we. It's only about a big we that needs to get together, and we are building that in many ways, thanks to all of the effort being put by the people of the Oslo Freedom Forum and the Human Rights Foundation. So I would like to thank the Oslo Freedom Forum, the Human Rights, and all of you for supporting this global movement towards freedom and this global movement towards free and free and fair elections all over the world. Thank you very much.